So I guess, yeah, we mentioned NFC South. I personally, um, I know he's uh, always got a slice of humble pie. Uh, I really like King's Kid and the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe uh, he has some growing pains the first season, but as that division looks and uh, as much as he's improved over the last few Maddens, um, I definitely think he's a contender in the NFC South. Um, But, you know, uh, we've yet to see how well the Buccaneers play. And as rusty as he may be and as humble as he also is, um, titanium looks, uh, to have that credit of going to a super bowl before, um, beating the Oakland Raiders. So, uh, that's, that's going to be a fun division to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think don't sleep on Chili. <laughs> <laughs> Chili, uh, he's going to pull some surprises this year. His gameplay is really improved. Yeah. And definitely, uh, got an offense clicking. I got to, uh, play some of the EA play, um, the early access and, uh, it was it was surprising to me with those New Orleans Saints how quickly he was getting down the field. Uh, and times before we made a struggle in the red zone, he was getting in the end zone. So that that's going to carry over to success for him hopefully this season. Yeah, well, let's let's take a look at the NFC East now. Uh, ah, I was going to save the best for last. <laughs> the <laughs> NFC East. So I might as well say, diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan um, was a, a laboring decision. Um, I, I really enjoyed Madden not picking the Philadelphia Eagles because I'm too emotionally attached. Uh, it's really tough to part with their players. And uh, I didn't know if that would skew my team building any, but um, cannot pass up the opportunity. Um, honored to have had the opportunity. So I'm very much looking forward to competing with this team. Uh, as we know, they won the Super Bowl last year. Madden was pretty generous with some of the team's ratings um, and a lot of key points as far as your Madden team. Um, you have some some really dominant tom- talent. So I'm hoping to carry over my improvement from the last Madden. I feel like it got better each season uh, playing some of these guys frequently that are just, you know, great dominant players. Uh, may not get that win, but I get better each time uh, facing guys like that. So I think with some of the talent I have here in the NFC East, that that's going to continue. I've uh, yet to be the coach of the Washington Redskins. Uh, a lot of us know him as God's gift. Uh gamer tag life sentence uh you never know what he's going to throw at you offensively switches things up a lot um is patient um so you know you can't really force him into a lot of mistakes if uh he can get that that redskins defense keyed up um he's he's going to be a very tough player coming out of that division um i've only played once against our dallas cowboys coach um i've seen him play a couple times though uh this is a newer guy that's coming to the league uh native lg uh, fun guy to, to play against and fun guy uh, to have in the league. So I'm, I'm hoping he continues to get better. Um, he has a playoff spot in his future, and this Dallas Cowboys team might be that one uh, he uses to get in there. Uh, yeah. You know, we've, we've all seen that offensive line and know how good of a Madden player uh, Ezekiel Elliott is. But same thing, guy that's, that's patient doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So if he can limit the turnovers in the passing game, that's going to be a tough team to compete with coming out of the NFC East. Um, the New York Giants, I'm one of those guys. Uh, I wasn't very impressed with the talent that this Madden roster has. Um, again, diehard Eagles fan. Never thought Eli uh, was great to play with in Madden. But uh, Sports Boys coming back, uh, playing some of his best Madden than we last saw him with the New Orleans Saints in Madden 17. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's a, he can definitely ball. I know. I played him um, several times throughout uh, that franchise, and uh, I saw firsthand this was not the same player two, three games later. Uh, and a lot of us, have, you know, we're watching some of those streams, and we saw some of the impressive wins he got against really good players. Uh, he did that consistently, so he didn't get lucky a couple times. He's definitely improved his skills. And the New York Giants do have, hey, Odell Beckham. Uh, we're all, we're all going to be keeping our eyes on Saquon Barkley as a rookie coming out of there. Um, so if he, he sharpened up his skills and continued to improve like that, he has the weapons that he needs to use to make something happen out of the NFC East as well. Yeah, I agree. So it's going to be – there's another uh, competitive division that looks like, uh, you know, somebody's got to step up, not make mistakes, and, and get some key wins, and they can start locking up that, that playoff spot there. I agree. I think it's going to be a battle. A lot of good owners. Uh, NFC West. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one right there. Uh, you've got Karma with the 49ers. Um, a diehard 49ers fan, and and I'm probably one of the one of the best users in the league. Uh, Dyke, and uh, he's another one of the OGs. That uh, he's just he's a great great uh, play caller. Um, always keeps you on the edge with his play calling and uh, with his ability to use her on defense and his, some of his defensive setups, he's a, he's a tough out. He's a very tough person to be. So, yeah, he may, he may have this on paper right now, the NFC West uh, to be the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, A lot of rooting interest there for me. This is uh, a guy when I first came into the league, joked around and and called my mentor, uh, Early on, really took me under his wing to uh, kind of get me past the learning curve. Literally, my first online CFM experience. Um, we we have some great players in there. It was uh, blew me away. Some somehow these you know Vic Dishonor, uh, be a Mexican, played this guy all the time. Jets versus Patriots. It was a massacre. Some of these games, <laughs> some of these games are 35, 40 points. Um, but yeah, guys like that. Um, and they had hey after you know, get a message. You should try this coverage here. Don't, don't come out in this formation in this time. And a lot, a lot of advice, a lot of tips. Um, Karma was one of those guys that really spent a time coaching me up. So um, I always like to see him succeed. Love to see how well he played with the Minnesota Vikings in Madden 18. This is another guy with a Super Bowl trophy recently under his belt. Um, his regular season records were phenomenal. The, a lot of this time he's losing barely two games a season. So it's tough to beat this guy. Uh, another one with his favorite team that adds a little extra motivation, a little bit of pride factor there. Uh, he's very, very scary, but um, I wouldn't put too much space behind him. We got the Los Angeles Rams, another really, really explosive Madden roster, a lot of weapons. Uh, Todd Gurley's just a monster. There's a lot of speed outside. Yeah. And I think a quarterback that in this Madden, can, can make some of those throws, take advantage of those deep routes. So Superman, he's got a couple of really impressive records last season, last Madden, Madden 18, got a playoff uh, spot that only fell short to the Green Bay Packers, um, and maybe a little chip on his shoulder that he missed the playoffs to end Madden. So he wants to start off this Madden, getting in there. What better way to do it than knock out somebody that could be a supposed favorite in karma? Um, that would be huge credibility for Los Angeles Rams and their coach Superman. 
Uh, I wouldn't write him off early in the season. I think he may have a shot to do that if he wins some key victories in the division. Yeah, I, I agree. That's going to be uh, there's going to be some good good games to watch right there. Looking forward to, to seeing those two go at it twice a season. Yeah, I hope they can. Uh, that would wear me out. Yeah, and then we have the Seattle Seattle Seahawks. Um, Shazam, I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, he was he came in in the league after I had left. Yeah, I think so. I think for a while he had faithfully held down your Green Bay Packers spot. Um, to my knowledge, I think he's a little bit newer to CFM. Um, started to take to it in the league very quickly. We had a lot of fun having him included, and uh, guys have a lot of fun playing against him. We'll see. The Seattle Seahawks, maybe the jury's still out on this Madden roster. I, I don't think they've uh, really declined in talent all that much. I know there's some, some age issues in the defensive secondary. Uh, Legion of Boom is not quite what it was with, uh, of course, Richard Sherman moving on. Uh, the possibility of losing some of their uh, safeties. But, um, hey, Russell Wilson and some of these guys, again, if you got weapons in Madden, you're patient, you don't make mistakes, and you can execute with some of that. Uh, you can pick up some key victories, and uh, I'll be looking to see if Shazam can do some of those. Yeah. And then we have the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, originally was Chaw was the owner, but – he had some things come up and he had to drop out of the league. And so we have this, have a new guy, Max. Don't know a whole lot about him. He, he's got a, he's got a young roster, uh, some building to do, but uh, he definitely can, can compete if, if he has the user skills and the, the talent to do so. So that's, that's going to be interesting to see how that works out in that, in that division. Yeah. I haven't personally seen him play yet, but uh, as first-hand experience taking over the Cardinals of Madden 18. That was a lot of fun to build that team. They definitely had some weaknesses in the first season. Um, I got hit with some injuries, so the first season or two was really rebuilding, replacing some of the older spots. Quarterback, Carson Palmer, uh, was a big issue to replace. That took a couple seasons. Um, he's not going to have that problem. I, I'm actually a big fan, especially in Madden, of their quarterback. They drafted in the first round, Rosen. And uh, the venerable Larry Fitzgerald is still there. In my opinion, David Johnson has the potential to be one of the best backs in this league. Uh, so he's, like you said, he's got um, some opportunity there. If he can build some of the weak spots up and he's got some decent user skills, he could surprise guys and uh, including in the NFC West. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, where does that take us next? We saved the best for last, the <laughs> NFC North. You're home for quite some time. How do you feel? Yeah. You took a couple <clears throat> couple months off. I thought you were playing some pretty good Madden before you did. Obviously, we highlighted they had uh, some success in the playoffs. Uh, I believe it fell just short of the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, actually, I was in the Super the Bowl. Super Bowl. Okay, lost the digger. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, time off. It left me a little rusty. Uh, it's uh, it's been a uh, struggle to get uh, back. Uh, being off that long, so uh, playing mud is not the same as playing against uh, in the CFM. So, and I didn't play, you know, every day as well. So it's uh, it's definitely been a, a struggle getting back into it. So, well, I think uh, some of the improvements that we've talked about before uh, with this gameplay, I think that's going to help ease uh, you back in because things are going to feel a little bit more natural once you're used to the real player motion. That's my personal opinion, anyway. 
uh, just you can react better to the player on the field. Um, as far as the Green Bay Packers roster goes, um, what's your outlook there? Of course, you got your weapons on offense, one of the best quarterbacks in the game, one of the few 99 overall rated players in Aaron Rodgers. I'm a big fan of fantasy football of our guy, Devontae Adams. Um, I played around a little bit in Madden with him. He's really fun, explosive wide receiver. Uh, can your offensive line give you guys enough time to get the ball to these guys? For, for pass blocking, they do a pretty good job. Uh, I can't, I can't uh, have long developing routes. Um, I've got to have something that's going to be quick uh, because the offensive line is a weakness, but I do have the best quarterback in the game. Yes, Bruce, it isn't <laughs> Tom Brady. It's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you could think it was your lot, man. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> Brady's the best of all time. Well, not in Matt. <laughs> not right now. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, the offensive line's uh, going to be a weakness. The defense, uh, the secondary is is a weakness right now. The front seven is, is pretty decent. Uh, I, I should do okay stopping the run uh, with the, the talent that, that we have. It's just the secondary – it's going to take a little bit, uh, about a season to get them up to where they need to be. And, you know, after that, it's a, it's a pretty strong roster. And I just got to spend the draft uh, in the offseason working on my offensive line to get that shored up because it is it is a huge uh, weakness. I don't – I have, uh, have one uh, superstar or one star lineman and then uh, one quick, and they both are old. All my other guys are in the low 70s and are all normal development. So – those guys are going to be uh, very difficult to, to progress up. So it's going to be uh, a tough season. And that's one of the best parts about the CFM is that you can come in. We know we're going to, especially with this group, we're going to get a handful of seasons here where we'll have an opportunity in the beginning to evaluate some of these younger guys, uh, develop them. And uh, Hey, maybe they turn into some, some really big players in the league. And uh, you're certainly got a lot of experience at building some of these guys up and drafting well. Um, so I think you'll do all right there, get some of those pieces put in place. And if we look around the rest of the division, I don't know who you think as your biggest competition. Um, I know from uh, the Chicago Bears, that's an underrated roster, in my opinion. I think they got um, some pieces there that a good user can definitely take advantage and sneak up on some teams. Um, so this is a one of the newer guys in Coach uh, CP2, Cody Pokigo. Um, I like this guy's style, uh, posting the screenshots and, and of his highlights. Uh, this is an exciting guy to watch play the game, and he's beat some good players. He, he may not be to that level of uh, Super Bowl just yet, but from what I've seen, he could give you a run for money in that division, and uh, definitely there's a playoff spot in his near future if he does a good job with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and uh... – Aaron uh, with the Vikings, he's uh, he's been playing well uh, in the preseason so far in the in the tournament. He did well, and uh, he's got a very good roster. Uh, the Vikings are one of the best teams in Madden, um, so it's going to be uh, tough. Two tough games there, and of course, we've got Sparty with the Lions, and uh, that guy, uh, his style of play is methodical. Man, you've got to you've you've got to play a mistake-free game, or, or he will beat you. So, because he's very, very methodical with his gameplay, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, so it's a, it's a, t- he's a tough, it's a tough division. Uh, personally, I think it's the toughest division in the league. Of course, I'm going to say that because it, 
It's my division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and Sparty's another guy, uh, diehard Detroit Lions fan. So this season, I think we got more than usual. Uh, we have the, the coaches of their real-life NFL favorite team. Um, and so he pays real good close to attention to that roster, tries to make the best improvements he can. Uh, the Detroit Lions definitely have uh, some playmakers on both sides of the ball. Uh, and he is, he's a very patient guy, takes a lot of time off the clock, uh, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So uh, be interesting to see you guys play each other. And yeah, I'm, we've talked about in the mock drafts, this Minnesota Vikings team, uh, some of the offseason moves they made, of course, with the success and some of the dominant play they got from some key positions uh, last year in the NFL benefited some of these rankings. Um, this is, I think, one of those uh, side effects of some of the favorite teams going higher. The Minnesota Vikings fell down, I believe, to 19 at Aaron's spot. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's I don't know how many leagues that that, that happened in, but um, Aaron has a great team to work with and has been playing some great ball. So, yeah, I would I would keep your eye on that team and that roster, especially if uh, you know some of those hard hitting guys on defense and known to knock a guy out or two. <laughs> yeah, very true. It's always nice when you get one of those defenses in like a like a Madden year. Like every year, you know, in Madden releases, there's always like one of those teams that's got a defense that pretty much is just like insert player X here. You know, just don't don't fuck up, and your defense is gonna fucking carry you in this game. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, like the Seattle Seahawks a couple of years ago, and Jacksonville last year, Vikings this year. Yeah, I think the Vikings, Vikings or the Jaguars are the two two best defenses that I've seen so Jack, far in, yeah. in the game. Ramsey's disgusting in this game. Oh, I know, it's crazy. Yeah, I would say so, the Jaguars have the best defense this Madden. Welcome back to the latest episode of the 4th and Inches League Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tree Man, and today we're going to take a quick look at a Week 6 matchup over in the AFC. The Indianapolis Colts head to MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey to play the New York Jets. The Colts come into this at 3-2 and two after just handing the New England Patriots their first loss of the season. Uh, a lot of eye-popping numbers. This was a pretty uh, shocking outcome. The Colts put up 368 yards and two touchdowns with Andrew Luck versus only two interceptions. And their defense holds Tom Brady under 300 yards. 272, one touchdown, and the one interception. Um, they have Sony Michael only 54 yards rushing. Uh, Gronk gets his 100 and catches the lone touchdown. But not enough to overcome the visiting Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and Noah Brown's nine catches, 190 yards, and his touchdown. Uh, big difference maker there as the Colts walk away with a great win that actually ties them in uh, first place in the division with the Tennessee Titans. So this was a big game and, uh, and meant a lot to the Colts who have been playing well lately. The New York Jets at two and three come into the game 
The New York Jets at two and three coming into the game, trying to stay within striking distance of the New England Patriots in the AFC East. Uh, they just lost a heartbreaking nail biter to a very good team, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Sam Darnold threw 240 yards on 13 of his 20 passing attempts, two touchdowns, and only one interception. Uh, you got <clears throat> the tight end Jordan Leggett had a big game, five catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Jets have been playing some really good football this year, and they keep coming just short of coming home with the victory for us how well they've played. Okay, so let's get into the action. The Colts win the toss, elect to receive. On their first possession, Andrew Luck started off really well, completing his first three passing attempts. Uh, they get into a first and ten situation down at the Jets' 28-yard line early in the game. So as we hear the call there, Andrew Luck's pass was intended for tight end Eric Ebram, uh, the middle linebacker for the Jets. Darren Lee able to get his hands on it. Uh, the resulted deflection. His teammate comes down with the interception, uh, the outside linebacker, Jordan Jenkins. Uh, <clears throat> this gives the Jets opportunity to keep the score at zero and turn the ball, go back the other way. Welcome back, everybody, to the sixth episode of the Fourth and Inches League podcast. I'm your host, Treeman, and today we're going to take a quick look at an AFC matchup. The Indianapolis Colts take on the New York Jets. Uh, the Colts come into this game at a record of 3-2, and two, been playing some pretty good football lately. Uh, they're actually tied in their division, the AFC South, with the Tennessee Titans at 3-2. and two. Uh, and that's thanks to a big statement victory over the New England Patriots, handing them their first loss of the season. And that was with Andrew Luck going 23 of 32, 368 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Noah Brown, wide receiver, nine catches, 190 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and their defense really held Tom Brady in check, only 17 completions and 23 attempts. 272 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, so Gronk still did his thing with five catches, 106 yards, uh, and that lone passing touchdown went to him. Uh, but the Patriots fall for the first time this season, and Colts walk away with a very impressive victory, putting them in a great spot at this point in the season. The New York Jets come into the game. Their record's 2-3 and three as they try and stay within striking distance in the division with those New England Patriots. Uh, and they lose a tough game to a good team, though, the Denver Broncos. Um, 
the Jets really played well on defense. They held Case Keenum to only 137 yards on 14 passing attempts. He completed nine of them. Uh, they held uh, the rushing game under 50 yards and uh, really put the New York Jets offense in a position to win the game. Uh, fortunately, Sam Darnold's 239 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, tight end Jordan Leggett had a big game, five catches, 118 yards, and uh, caught those two passing touchdowns. Not enough for the Jets to get the win, uh, fall by one point, 17 to 16. So this is a big game for them as well. So let's get into the action. The Colts win the toss and elect to receive, and they start off with a great drive. Andrew Luck. Uh, goes 3-of-3 three three for passing. He gets him down to a 1st and 10 situation at the Jets' 28-yard line. And uh, let's listen to Brandon Gordon on the call. pass was intended for tight end Eric Ebron. Uh, the pass was deflected by great coverage by the Jets linebacker Darren Lee. Uh, his tip deflection hangs in the air long enough for outside linebacker Jordan Jenkins to get underneath of it uh, and get the interception. Um, <clears throat> so it was a big big defensive play. Uh, keep taking a takeaway from the Colts in uh, scoring position, but they're not able to get past uh, the 40-yard line, as unfortunately the pass rush from the Colts, uh, Jablar Shield, Jabal, she Jabal shared gets his first sack of the day, and uh, the Jets have to punt. The Colts get the ball back in a position at third and ten on the Colts' 44-yard line when uh, when Luck hits. <coughs> The Colts responding drive, uh, Luck gets him to a third and 10 at the Colts 44, uh, and he hits wide receiver Noah Brown for a 26-yard reception that gets him down to the 30. Uh, they settle for an Adam Vinatieri 48-yard field goal. Um, so after these three drives, uh, just under a minute left in the first quarter, the Jets now have uh, put a nice drive together 
and uh, they're in a third and five situation. So fourth drive now, less than a minute left in the first quarter. Jets in a third and five on their own 26. And in a shotgun pass, another attempt for uh, tight end Jordan Leggett. It is intercepted by the Colts' strong safety, T.J. Green. The last play on the completion got them half of what they needed. Now here's a tough third and five. So, tough spot for the Jets to be in uh, early in the drive, deep in their own territory. Uh, poorly timed interception right in the middle of the field uh, to the strong safety. And now the Colts are in great position to score. Uh, they get down to a first and 10 in the 15. Uh, there's a 12-yard run by Niles Davis setting up a uh, great scoring chance right on the goal line. And uh, let's hear Brandon Gordon. So as we heard on the second and goal from the three-yard line, fullback Algemon Brown dives into the end zone and he gives the Indianapolis Colts a 10-0 lead. Kicking back off to the Jets, uh, second and 10 on the 25. Uh, Bilal Powell has a great run, starts to get the offense rolling a bit. Uh, rookie quarterback Sam Darnold starts to get into it a little bit, uh, rolling out a few times. He hits wide receiver Quincy Inua. A nice 33-yard pass at one point. Get down to the Colts' 40-yard line. And uh, unfortunately, they're held to a field goal attempt. And let's listen to the call of Cairo Santos attempting a 50-yard field goal with a nice, strong 13-mile-an-hour crosswind. Sometimes, though, the ball just doesn't want to go where you want it. And 
really tough win to kick against uh, from 50 yards out. Certainly had the distance. Um, that 13-mile-an-hour wind blowing to the left, though, uh, held that ball just short of the uh, left upright, and uh, the attempt's no good. Score does hold 10 nothing. Um, <clears throat> so now we got the Colts driving back. Um, New York Jets defense trying to hold up here. Uh, Henry Anderson gets a sack on Andrew Luck, puts him in a tough third and 21 position, bounce right back. Luck hits wide receiver T.Y. Hilton for 26 yards, gets him to the Jets' territory uh, just inside the 45-yard line. At this point, the Colts have a pretty balanced attack. Uh, they rush the ball 11 times against 12 passes, but um, not able to get much further here to get a three and out and pump back to the Jets with uh, only one time out left, but there is a uh, two-minute warning approaching us. The Jets have a third and 19 after another uh, Jabal Sheard sack. Uh, now his 10th of the season puts him at the Jets' 35. Um, you can see trying to um, get behind the coaching scenes a bit here. We see in the broadcast, uh, Coach Tito put his pass rush on aggressive here and pays off with uh, a nice sack, putting him in a tough position. Um, only a minute left there, and the Colts are in a quarters defense as the Jets go in the shotgun. Three wide receivers to the left, um, only one timeout for them, and Jermaine Curse comes up big, 38-yard reception. Um, great throw by Darnold to him. He got underneath of the cover four. Uh, Colts are really dropping back deep, and there's only 32 seconds left now, and a pass intended for Jordan Leggett is intercepted by the uh, linebacker Darius Leonard for the Colts. So um, that would be it for the Jets' attempt in the second half to get some points there. Uh, Sam Darnold at this point was 5 for 9, just under 100 yards and uh, through one interception. The Jets do get the ball in the second half, um, so they have to come back out. Really got to get back on offense and get back into this game. Uh, Coach Amafika switched some things up here on offense a bit. And then the first play we get in the Wildcat formation, we see running back Bilal Powell at quarterback. He uh, snaps the ball and he fakes a handoff to the uh, in-motion running back. Uh, he's a rookie, I believe, Trenton Cannon. defense really bit on the play action here. Linebackers froze up a bit and uh, we had some amazing blocking by the wide receiver uh, Inoua. He holds off the free safety Malik Hooker. Um, the guy, uh, the running back Cannon who had faked the handoff, uh, he has an amazing block on Alex Carter the Colts strong safety. Just sealed and walled the entire sideline off and as you heard 
Bilal Powell takes it 78 yards for the touchdown. We have a 10-7 game now, and uh, Andrew Luck gets the ball back. Um, this point he does, he's already gotten 10 of his 17 attempts completed for 156 yards. Uh, he had one turnover in the first half. About four minutes, 58 seconds left now. The Colts are first and 10 at the Jets' 25. Uh, Eric Ebram was really involved in the drive here. Uh, he has a big catch, uh, his third of the game at this point on a flag route. Um, he just was able to blow by both linebackers. Uh, Noah Brown also grabs his fifth on the ensuing play, a 14-yard catch, putting him at the Jets' eight-yard line. Uh, just about two minutes in the third quarter are left. Now a third and goal from the seven-yard line. Uh, Colts come out in a single back formation. The tight end is to the right. And uh, Andrew Luck, another passing attempt. sustained drive there in this third quarter capping it off with a touchdown to give them a nice two score advantage it was actually a fun one to watch it was a good sustained drive and it was a great scoring play uh, luck throws a laser beam to noah who cut inside sharply on a slant route he beats cornerback tremaine johnson who was in press coverage and uh the big play here the Indianapolis Colts end up missing the extra point. Goes wide left. So the lead does grow, but only by six as they lead 16-7 uh, before we're going into the fourth quarter of the game. Jets get the ball back. Sam Darnold, at this point now, eight for 13, 127 yards. He's thrown two interceptions. He gets him up into a third and inches situation, and he passes to curse the ball's incomplete it's broken up by the strong safety tj green who's had a great defensive game at this point um down 16 to 7 the jets come back out on a fourth and inches attempt and they line up in a passing formation they even uh motion the running back out so here's uh the call fourth and inches late in the game New York Jets trying to get back in this one. So trailing here in the last quarter. Let's see how this plays out. Big fourth down conversion. It was uh, a 27-yard catch. Inua blew right by the linebacker, Darren Lee, and got the ball underneath the safeties. Uh, huge play. 
but the wouldn't be able to capitalize for a touchdown. They're held to a field goal attempt, and unfortunately, it's five minutes, 46 seconds left in the game with the momentum of a big fourth down conversion, and kicker Cairo Santos misses a 47-yard field goal attempt. Once again, that, that sharp, powerful win, but uh, pushes it wide right. Jets not able to capitalize, and uh, they are able to hold the Colts off to a punt and get the ball back. Try again with four minutes, 16 seconds left. Um, big 24-yard catch by Jermaine Curse. A beautiful throw by Darnold to get past the coverage. Um, TJ Green was right there again this time, able to position the ball so only Curse can come down with it. He does so to get him a first and 10. Now the Colts at the New York Jets at the Colts 19-yard line. Two minutes, 40 seconds left. Once again, Colts defense holds New York to a field goal attempt. Cairo Santos looking to redeem himself for the tough miss on his previous attempt. Similar trajectory as his last kick, but this time able to squeeze inside that right upright. Unfortunately, instead of coming within a field goal, he's within a touchdown. 16-10, Colts. Two minutes, 20 seconds left in the game now. Um, the Colts' drive ends up at uh, a third and eight passing situation. Luck looking for uh, workhorse of the night. Noah Brown, wide receiver, that pass broken up. Uh, much better coverage this time by Tremaine Johnson. Uh, Jamal, ha Jamal Adams, strong safeties over there. Uh, looked like a cover four he wasn't able to beat. Then uh, as the Jets get the ball back, not a lot of time left in this game, but they're within scoring range of only six points. Uh, so one more good drive could, could turn this game around. The Jets get the ball after... A 26-yard punt return up to the 40-yard line. So they get good field position. Uh, return man Trenton Cannon made some good moves. Got upfield quickly. Uh, he's a six-round pick uh, rookie this year. And to go along with the two-minute warning approaching, the Jets also have two timeouts left. Um, working the drive, Sam Darnold puts in a great drive here. Um, just over a minute of possession uh in the time clock, he completes his sixth pass on this drive. He's got Robbie Anderson, beautiful throw in a tight coverage. Anderson holds on. Um, he's drugged down at the four-yard line. So Colts call their second timeout at this point. Hoping that however the Jets score, there's time on the clock for them to get the ball back. Um, the Jets continue to drive. They got a first and goal, and there's only 42 seconds left.
46 seconds left. Jets down six, ball on the four yard line. likely four down territories. They need a touchdown and a PAT for the lead. They'll try and run for it on first and goal. And he is in as they have tied it late here in the final minute of the fourth quarter. Now they can boot it through on the always important. This is huge. Blau Powell with a nice powerful run following his blockers. Gets the four or five yards he needs across the goal line. The Jets have tied the game with 42 seconds left. And Cairo Santos misses the extra point attempt. So Cairo Santos just having himself a hell of a night, uh, missing on three scoring attempts that would have put this in a winning situation most likely for the Jets right now. Um, they got a tie game. They're going to have to give the ball back to the Colts. 42 seconds left. With 34 seconds left, the Colts get a big 30-yard completion by Noah Brown. They use their last time out here. They're at the Jets, 45-yard line, tie game, 16-16. Just need to get in field goal position. Um, get a little bit closer with 25 seconds left. T.Y. Hilton comes up with a 17-yard catch to the Jets, 28-yard line. Andrew Luck gets his team up to the line to hurry up offense. They're looking for one more pass. They throw to Tanner McElvery. I'm sorry, Tanner McAvoy. He catches the ball right near the sideline. You got cornerback for the Jets over there, Morris Claiborne, in, in poor coverage. But at the point the ball's caught, he's the separation between the sideline and McElvoy. So the spin move's not able to get out of bounds. And he's actually drugged down. Inbounds. Let's listen to the call. Luck now to throw. That is caught right at the 10-yard line. And down he goes, taking it inside the 10 to the 7. And a nice gain of 21 yards. And that's going to do it right there. They're going to run out of time, and we're going to be headed for OT. Again. We are out of time. We are heading to OT. Um, what a shame. It looked like at that point, uh, 12 seconds left. Uh, Colts and Vinatieri definitely within field goal range. Uh, I know we, we heard from Tito after the game. He had wanted to try and get to the line and, uh, and spike the ball to stop the clock. Uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to end up trying to get that one last scoring player, get that uh, ceiling field goal range and get out of bounds. Um, not the case. Great tackle made uh, to keep the clock running. Um, I think he had Buster Screen over there uh, to help Morris Claiborne. He drags McAvoy down at the seven-yard line. We're going to overtime. Uh, Colts get the ball and drive to the Jets' 10-yard line. Third and two, we got a pass broken up by safety Jamal Adams. Looked like Colts uh, wanted to go run here on third and two. Uh, Coach Audible's at the line, 
Um, they get out of the run, they go for this pass attempt. It's incomplete. Now we're at the two-minute warning. This is a nice long drive. The Colts look to line up for a field goal. Fourth and two. They call timeout. They come back in a shotgun formation. So it's fourth and two. They're in field goal range. They're going to try and put this game away now. They're not trying to give the ball back to the New York Jets. So no conversion on fourth down, no uh, points on fourth down. We still got a 16-16 game here. About a minute, 53 seconds left. Uh, the Colts did recover the ball about the 24-yard uh, line. So that's where the Jets will take back over. That was Leonard Williams on the sack. The Colts do recover the fumble, but on fourth down, so after the Leonard Williams sack that forced the fumble, the Jets will take over the ball on their own 24-yard line. About a minute, 53 seconds left uh, in overtime, tie game. The Jets trying to drive. We got in a third and 10 situation. Um, they got all the way down to the Colts' 45-yard line when Sam Darnold drops back to pass. So here we have some other interesting uh, clock management. Um, fortunate for the Jets to take that sack there. Uh, but the Colts, with one timeout remaining, don't call it. So with about 49 seconds left on the clock, it's continuing to run as the Jets come out for a fourth down attempt. Now you can see there in that, that third down sack uh, was the ninth third down attempt for the Jets offense today. Uh, they only converted on two of them. That was one of the big issues for them. But another fourth down attempt here. Uh, they had an explosive conversion on earlier in the game. But we have the pass tipped once again by TJ Green. The Indianapolis Colts strong safety. Stopping the clock with 22 seconds left. Um, the Colts will get the ball here on the Jets 46 yard line. So not a lot of time on the clock, but field position uh, leads you to be enough time maybe for a play or two to get in position to have another opportunity to win this game. Um, we have a third and 15 after a delay of game, putting them back to the Colts' 49-yard line, and six seconds left 
in the game. Not only really The clock has stopped at 22 seconds. The Colts will get the ball back, though, on the Jets' 46-yard line. So not a lot of time, but maybe close enough for one or two quick plays to get in position to take that game-winning field goal opportunity. Two incomplete passing attempts. And on a third and 15, after a delay of game, we have a 22-yard catch by Noah Brown getting him to the Jets' 29-yard line. Colts take their timeout. They're close enough for a game-winning field goal attempt. of this overtime as we could be set up at long last for a potential game winner so it comes down to a man who has done this many many times before Adam Vinatieri this to win it in overtime and he missed it it's no good and we will play on here in overtime so possible disaster there it's an empty possession and there's no worse time to have an empty possession than the first drive seconds so that will do it adam vinatieri misses a 46 yard field goal attempt uh with two seconds left on the clock we're uh kissing our sisters we're going off 16 16 tie um, both these teams played their hearts out um, every second on the clock. Um, just a couple plays, just a couple decisions here or there uh, really prevented either team from winning this game. Um, played each other tough, though. Um, Colts still in a good position for their chase of the division in the AFC South. And the New York Jets aren't still too far at this point in the season behind the New New England Patriots in the AFC East. So we wish both these teams luck going forward. Um, we, we wish them both luck in their... So we wish both these teams luck going forward the rest of the season. I uh, hope they can learn from some of the uh, good and the bad plays. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. See you guys next time on the 4th and Inches League Podcast. Here he is. What's happening, big guy? How's that sound? Oh, sounds good. I uh, my I didn't realize my phone was about to die, so I can't use the microphone. As long as it sounds the same. Yeah, it sounds fine. It sounds the same, dude. I got mine charging, so <laughs> yeah, so I got plugged. I'm like sitting over by the outlet. Cool beans. Well, so what you want to do? Let's just go through the some of the surprises and go through the divisions and then stats. Yeah, we can, it's up to you. We can do that. Or, um, I was basically, uh, don't know if we highlight more stuff than last time. So we kind of went through every single one. I, I didn't see too much of how much changed. Still got Darnold rivers, Rogers, 
Devontae Booker. You know, he was leading the league in rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, August, man. He, he's got that running game down. It's a good run team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think since the patch, did you have you played post patch? It depends. My last game was last night. Yeah, I played I played Karma last night and I ran the ball best I ran it so far. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, switched a lot of running backs up last night and uh it was decent. Um there were a couple I could have broken, just got tripped up. But yeah. ended up playing from behind a lot, so I probably passed like two to one. Yeah, that makes it tough, dude, when you get behind. And I was blown away. I threw zero interceptions and really not not really any bad passes at all. But uh, yeah. it just – it was a slow grind. I'm, I played Titanium a lot. He probably knows me a little well. Um, I'm switching up a lot of new plays I haven't run before. So, But um, as a one – one of my drives in I think started at towards the end of the first quarter and I like gave it back to him after two minute warning. <laughs> like it, oh, it was like a six and a half minute drive. Well, that's, and that's I came crazy. away with a field goal. No, I think, or is that when I hit Nelson? That might've been my only touchdown, but yeah, he messaged me. He's like, that has to be the longest drive ever in this league. <laughs> and it was just like dink and dunk three yard, four yard run. Five yard pass, two yard run, six yard pass. Like, but you know, that's sometimes you got to do that, you know. And it's just, you know, he his defense wasn't giving me anything. Yeah, it's, I had to, uh, like grind every three, four yards. It's, you know, there's, it's, you know, I've seen some different stuff, man. Like with Karma and Soup's game, just now, you know, I was watching some of that, and it's, you know. Karma didn't have looked like anybody get open at all. No, and that's how I felt the past two games. But Soup had people getting open like crazy. Yeah, I don't know sure. if that's, you know, you need a deep dive and see what some of those guys' route running skills. Um, I think that's probably more influential than speed. Or maybe you know, what that I mean, is versus the corners cover. But Karma against me, I mean – he got open, am I? You know, he got open quite a bit. Of course, I mean the plays that he got open on, I was blitzing, and I was taking some chances to try to, you know, since the patch. That's one thing I noticed: that sacks, you know, from blitzes are a little more difficult to get. Are they? Yeah, because I mean, I some of the blitzes I used before just aren't. I mean, they're stock blitzes. I'm not doing anything other than, you know, I'm sending some case. I'm sending seven, and you know, it's just they don't get there. I don't get there in time before I think they, you know, I was reading that the running back actually picks up the blitz now. Uh, so that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think my biggest downfall in this losing streak is the sacks. And, uh, you know, the Eagles lines certainly better than most lines. So, um, it, you know, and that's how I got guys. You know, Wentz got injured. That's fumbles, fumbles every other time he sacked. So that's why I kind of revisited the second game in Foles. I came back to a different passing attack. And that's why yeah. I threw like 300 yards. That was my best passing game this Madden. I lost the game, but um, this was little victories. Like, oh, okay, I can throw the ball now because I gotta, I gotta have one of the worst offenses in the league as far as yardage and points. 
that defense, I, that defense can keep me hanging in there till the end. Yeah. Very impressed with the coverage. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> you can switch your zones up. You can you can go man. You can blitz. You can do stuff. And I haven't seen too many goofy things coverage wise. Now you pick, you guess the wrong play. Somebody makes an adjustment. You're gonna get beat. One, one of the things I've noticed is cover four is not like cover four used to be. They've... Yeah, I haven't run so much. I think I saved that for like I get a sack and it's third and twenty four. Um, because if they come in underneath, I'm not afraid of it. But if your general cover four against, you know, these third and medium, second and longs, it's real easy to get underneath the coverage. But you know, against Karma there, um, I had I had him in a long situation. I had uh, I came out in cover four uh, quarters, I think, and uh, I was using the middle linebacker. And for some reason, it wanted it, it wanted him to guard the running back out of the backfield. And he had him on a wheel right route. And he was wide open. Yeah, it's tough for a middle linebacker. Yeah, you, well, I mean, that's not the that's not his zone. He's supposed to be covering the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, wheel route, man. He can't even get there in time, let alone that mismatch. So it's I don't understand. I don't understand why the cover four is working like that. That's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah, I saw them post something on the cover four palms as far as the logic behind it, but yeah. I've honestly I've never even really called that play. Yeah, it doesn't matter which cover four it is, it's it does weird stuff. It's not working right. They'll end up patching it in the future to get it to work like it's supposed to, I think. Yeah, and you know what? I mean I, before and even in some of the leading up to this these patches, I know we get nervous, they overcorrect and uh now that, especially with this last one and how uh, open they were to try to get feedback on it, how how much more improvement they're trying to make in the detail, the, the uh, explanations and everything, it leads me to believe hopefully that's trending in the right direction, that they're really trying to gauge the right feedback and not make it so polarized. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they, they, they haven't done a lot with, like, the run, the run blocking and stuff like that. I mean, it's... It does seem a little bit better, but it, I mean, it could be just coincidental to you, you know. I mean, yeah, I, some, I shut Carmen you got to wait, see how it plays out over a longer period of time. Yeah, that's one thing. I, if you look at, I and I do when I look at some of the the guest games finish, and you jump in, you're like, oh wow, this guy had like 180 yards offense. This guy had like 220. Yeah. Um, but almost the halfway point of the season, I think we're starting to see that tick up a little bit. Yeah. You've seen uh, Julio can get to four or 500 yards here or there. I know he's a beast, but even some of the other more average players, they get in a good groove on offense. They're going over 300, 350 yards. Um, so hopefully that's a sign of people adjusting to the gameplay a bit more. Yeah. Bouncing out pretty well. Yep. So how you want to do this? You just, just want to do the – just cover the, uh, the divisions and maybe do some high – just some high, highlight some of the – Surprise, surprises. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. So, uh, yeah, kind of uh, with that, we kind of jockey week seven surprises versus uh, and week eight big matchups. Okay. Sounds good, man. All right, let's kick it off. Look, I'll freeze up on me. 
Okay, and welcome back to your favorite podcast about Madden football, the Fourth and Inches League. I'm back here with our guest, Mr. Chuck Rice. How are you today, this evening? Good, man. Good. We're moving fast here. We're now uh, moving on to week eight, so we're coming up on halfway through our first season. Uh, and it, there've been some pretty good matchups. There've been some surprising losses, some surprising victories. So let's take a look at some of that uh, from the last week and uh, see how that implicates the matchups now that we are in week eight. Okay. So in week seven, uh, one of the the big surprises, which I don't know that it was such a big surprise uh, because Super has been playing some good good ball, but he pulled off uh, what, what is deemed to be an upset of karma. Um, which, which he pretty much led the whole game. So that was a, uh, that was a surprise. Um, super really never was any kind of danger, uh, from what I saw in the game. So, yeah, I know he's had, uh, some qualms going back and forth. What's his offensive style? Is he going to smash the ball? Um, is he going to let Goff air it out? Um, seems to be settling into a balance there that he's also not afraid to let Goff throw. Um, only the 17 passing attempts, but uh, a lot of that goes to the game flow. As you said, he, he really led all four quarters, uh, but completed 14 of those attempts for 200 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's a great day for a quarterback in this league. Oh, yeah. It's a real good day. Okay. We perky play there. Uh, I managed to catch an extra point return for uh, the Rams to give them the two-point conversion. I wondered at that time, should we see that play out later in the game in a more dramatic moment? Uh, but, yeah, the Rams are able to, to really keep their foot on the gas, and uh, even with Karma coming back playing some good offense there at the end of the game, the Rams' defense really kept it out of reach. Yeah. Yeah, you did a good job. As we've seen some reporting come out of uh, the Rams, um, they're big on this tight end as well. Everett with six catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns. So really the bulk of the offense for the Rams there. Yeah, that's uh, – that's, that's, uh, that's, he's had several good weeks. I think he's probably one of the top uh, – leaders and stats for receiving yards. He's up there, at least for tight ends, for sure. So, Yeah, versatile guy is a tight end, uh, but putting up wide receiver numbers. Yeah, he, uh, he's done a – I haven't really checked the stats to see you. I'm pulling them up right now. Um Right now, he is – he's down the list quite a ways. <laughs> he's he's only has 367 yards receiving for the year. So, wow, that's surprising. I thought he had more than that. So, he's coming on strong lately. But you also have to keep in mind uh, the Rams are really pounding the rock as a rushing ground attack. 
Uh, and have really started to open up the playbook a bit more in the passing end these last few weeks. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I'll tell you, a surprise is uh, is the, is the Colts' Noah Brown has 688 yards receiving. <laughs> it's a, it's a, this guy was a free agent. <laughs> I I took a close look at the infamous tie between the Jets and the Colts, and when they needed a big play, it was third and 20. You had to get out of trouble. You had to keep the chains moving. Time and time again, Noah Brown just comes open and at the perfect time to throw the ball. Uh, it's a little bit of his his skill there and some great timing, but um, he's creating opportunities for Andrew Luck to get him the ball downfield. Uh, and when he does so, he capitalizes on them. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, I didn't watch much of that game. I just saw, uh, I saw the missed field goal attempt from the Colts in overtime to win, and, and he missed it. So it was another one of those moments where somebody wants to break their controller. So, <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to see. I, I uh, attempted to do a little breakdown there, maybe perhaps as uh, uh, a shorter episode. But, yeah, really uh, that game came down to the Jets kicker, Cairo Santos. Um, I know we had two missed extra points, uh, one for each team, but – uh, Mr. Santos missed two field goal opportunities that really could have put that game in a different direction. Wow. Or or at least uh, given somebody a chance to win. But, yeah, Noah Brown did everything he could to get that W uh, for the Colts. And uh, that, that just was two teams that were not going to quit. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it looked to be quite the battle. I mean, looking through the rest of the scores, I mean, I don't see anything that jumps out to me as a surprise, really. Um, there were some good games. Uh, the Cardinals and the Broncos had a looked like to be a nail biter, seventeen to sixteen. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, of course, that was a sim win. But they they've uh, they're sitting at, uh, at five and two, uh, which is impressive uh, for that team. Um, and then you've got uh, New England had a bit more than what they uh, thought they were going to have when they played Chicago. That was a close game, 20 to 17. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that's the thing I've noticed about this league is we've got a lot of guys that uh, uh, can win at any, on any week. Uh, it's the competition is probably as, as, as tight as I've seen it in all the years that we've done this. So, it makes the games a lot more exciting. Um, it makes this aspect of it as we, we like to sit here and uh, discuss how, some of the outcomes and some of the big factors that play into them. Uh, that makes that much more interesting as well when not everything's so predictable. Um, I've been one of those guys saying, I think most of the season, the Chicago Bears defense is appealing. Um, there's some room for growth there on that roster overall, but um, they have some really nice pieces to, to play with. Um, but the Patriots are, are trying to get this AFC East locked up in their favor. Um, things were pretty close. The Patriots now sit at five and two with the Jets uh, three and three behind them. So the AFC East is not quite as competitive as we thought it would be just two, three weeks ago. Um, but similarly, as we've said in the NFC West, the Cardinals did surprise me a little bit because we talked about early on teams like the Rams and the 49ers, we thought be early favorites. Uh, not a lot of talk was spent focusing on the Cardinals. 
five and two is a great record. We we talked about before. It's not an easy schedule for this division, and that almost the halfway point uh, to be sitting there at five and two with uh, the other teams in their division, they're in a great position at this point in the season. Yes, they are. I'm telling you, Karma is, was the guy that a lot of a lot of people picked to win uh, the NFC, and uh, he's got two division losses so far. So. Um, and that's a that's a that's going to be a dogfight that division there. All three teams sitting at five and two. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch the the rest of the season play out and see how that shakes out. Yeah, and I think and the Cardinals are in that conversation now. Uh, maybe not so much the the firepower we see on that loaded Rams offense. Um, maybe we know much less about their track record as somebody like Carmo's been to and won Super Bowls, but. There's five wins there, just like those other two teams. And behind a rookie quarterback uh, and some spots in, in that roster that certainly are weaker uh, than other teams in the division. Yes, absolutely. And then you look, we'll jump to the NFC East. Uh, we got a battle there between uh, the Redskins and the Giants. And the Cowboys are only two games behind first place. And they had they had a battle, the Redskins and the Cowboys, Uh tell you uh god's gift is uh he's really uh he's really stepped up his game and he's uh he seems to to be on a mission uh this season so he started slow and steady but he's he's certainly um with his play calling uh the games he's played so far he's putting everything down on his resume to be legitimate contender when the nfc playoffs come around this is a great matchup against the New York Giants. It's actually our Daddy League's game of the week. Five and one Washington Redskins at the five and two New York Giants. Um, our buddy Derek, sports boy, uh, we've talked a lot about how well he's been playing lately. Um, he's had some, some strange things happen to him in games uh, here or there, but he just keeps on hanging in there and coming out with a win. Five and two is a great record. This NFC East division has a tough schedule. Um, definitely played some quality opponents, and he's only lost twice. Um, the Cowboys, I think uh, Native LG starting to get a rhythm with that offense. He's battled through some injuries. He's also played some tough teams, um, but he's sitting there right there with those three. I had said in the preseason, really in the NFC East, any one of these four teams could win that division, and I'd expect to see more than one of them make the playoffs. Philadelphia Eagles look to be falling out of that race here early and often, uh, but the rest of the division, these three teams, they're living up to uh, that reputation of being a very tough division. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a battle right there. Again, it's like I said earlier, there's so many uh, so many good players here that uh, in this league, there's no easy games, there's no no easy wins. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be a battle every time you play. Kind of uh, jumping back to the NFC South as we discussed the Buccaneers. Uh, that four-two record is pretty good over there. This is a competitive division. The Carolina Panthers starting to even the ship out, walk away with a very close uh, overtime victory over the Eagles last week. Um, so they're right there within striking distance of the Atlanta Falcons, leading at five and two. Uh, this is another guy. Uh, our coach King's kid, he's had a few strange things, had a few uh, tough games, but um, five and two is a great record with that schedule. Yeah, both of his losses came 
with him having the ball in the goal line in the in the final seconds of the game uh, and failing to convert for the TD. So uh, he's he could very easily be seven and zero. So that's true. Very true. Yeah, it's uh, he's and rounding out the NFC, we got your division in the North. Um, this is one where it's not quite as competitive in the standings right now. Green Bay Packers at at the top four and two, uh, the Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings behind at two and four, two and five. Um, so certainly uh, nothing's clinched yet. And as I said, that both these teams, the Bears and Vikings, have some pretty uh, good players on their team. Uh, from what we've seen so far, they're really in the chance to win the game uh, each time they play. So um, I'd still be looking over your shoulder at those guys, but um, four and two, not been the easiest schedule for the Packers as well. So that's a good spot to be in here. Now we've, it's been a, this division plays, plays a tough schedule. Um, we've, we've got the AFC East, uh, as well as the NFC West, and we and we all see what the NFC West is setting at at all five and two for the top three teams. So uh, <laughs> that's a testament right there uh, to what uh, what we're facing. Decent amount of division games uh, within the division as well. Um, you opened up against the Bears and the Vikings, I believe, um, and have already played the Lions. So. Division play started early for this division. Um, and as you mentioned, the way the schedule's set up, you guys got to come to play every week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You want to jump back over to the AFC? We'll head over to the AFC West. Yeah, we talked about the AFC East um, as the Patriots starting to lock it up. The AFC West, not quite the same outlook. This is still anybody's div- division really in my opinion uh the kansas city chiefs uh how he is his guy i think he's he's starting to figure out his rhythm um he's another slow steady methodical offensive type of guy um he's got a nice balance now and one of the better records in the league at six and one but the oakland raiders and denver Bron- denver broncos uh right behind him at four and two four and three uh two very talented users and a lot of talent on both sides of those rosters yeah how he's uh, how he's gotten the groove. Uh, he's he's playing well. He's playing well. That's uh, that's but again, that's anybody's division. Um, it's uh, <laughs> again, it's crazy. Uh, it's just a lot of a lot of entertaining games to watch. That's for sure. I always like watching the Chiefs play. There's a lot of firepower over there. Um, traditionally, right now, they seem to be content in running the ball. A lot of uh, attempts at rushing, putting up a lot of yards. Uh, some of that's been game flow situation. Um, but they like what they see from their quarterback, this second-year Patrick Mahomes. Um, only 77 overall. But how he's making good decisions with him, and after getting used to his abilities a little bit, starting to put him in pretty decent position. Um, he struggled a game here or there. Uh, at Jacksonville, he was picked off four times. Um, but overall for the season, he's got eight, eight touchdowns, eight interceptions, uh, just under 1,200 yards. Um, so the, the passing attack's there. It's just right now the Kansas City Chiefs have been pretty effective running the ball. They're going to stick with that. Yeah, don't blame them. <laughs> that's, uh, 
If uh, he's got the weapons, it's the thing you can't you can't stack the box against that team because Tyreek Hill will, will eat you alive. It's a the one play touchdown. <laughs> so he's that speed is that speed's a killer. Yeah, Hill's almost uh, a money play in and of himself. He's got five touchdowns already this year. But Conley actually has more receptions and just a few less yards. Um, Sammy Watkins is a big target. Uh, hasn't been used quite as much in the offense just yet. Um, but they got one of the best tight ends in the league to go along with that receiving core and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. We'll jump over to the AFC South. Um, this is a surprise division. Um in regards to, to Digga with his record being at three and four. Um, we got Howie leading at five and two with the Colts sitting right behind him at four, two and one with that tie. Um, that's to me, I mean, we expected, we expected Julio to be up there, uh, but we expected Digga to be right there. Uh, with basically the same record as what I, what I kind of envisioned, but it's, it's not been that it's been, uh, it's been a surprise. Yeah, Julio, I think, is still taking his time to try to figure out what really works the best for him offensively. Um, I mean, this this is a guy who has a lot of talent and we thought would fit well with this roster. Um, coming off of two impressive victories, 42-20 to 20 and 30-7. to 7, um, And again, as we mentioned before, he's, he's really capable of putting up a lot of offensive yards. The Colts sitting behind them, uh, this is a surprise to me. We've started to get more attention to this team and this coach. Um, Four and two is a great record. He's played some good teams. Uh, Andrew Buck is 1,500 yards passing, as we said before. Uh, Noah Brown, big chunk of that, nearly half of it, 646 yards. Um, T.Y. Hilton, each year he ages, doesn't seem to slow down a whole lot. Uh, And he's, he's made a lot of use of these tight ends. Um, both Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, getting uh, a lot of catches, a couple touchdowns each. Um, so he's spreading the ball out, and he's able to run the ball when he needs to and control the clock. So that's that's a recipe to win, and he's used that to four of them so far and keep himself right behind them in the division. The Jaguars at three and four, I, I think Digga is still in control of his own destiny. He's got to go out and win these games and get this offense churning. Um, he's right there, and in my mind, in competition to lead this division. A bright spot for him last game was Blake Bortles, who we've criticized before, but he's your player of the week. 316 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. So that's that's a great performance from a guy who would be discussed as a weakness on your offense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's uh, again. That's going to be uh, interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, there's uh, there's some some key battles coming up, and uh, Tito's got to play. I think he's got to play Digga twice, I believe. So, um, so and he's got a rematch with Julio. So there's still plenty of time for for Digga to get back in in the the chase. You're right. A couple more AFC South contest for each of these teams uh the jaguars should be playing the eagles tonight after we wrap up this broadcast 
Uh, they'll get a bye week next week. But after that, you got the Colts, Steelers, Bills, Colts, Titans, uh, Redskins. So he's not out of the woods as far as the difficulty of his schedule. But over the next two, three games, seems like he's starting to get in the groove. Um, he'll be right on par with that competition, I'm sure. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. So I guess now we'll move to the AFC North and take a look at that division. Uh, the Ravens, uh, we went through a couple owners. Uh, we have a new owner, uh, Cali Flop, and um, he's uh, he started off with a, with a win against Chile. Um, looked to be a pretty good game up until about the third quarter, and unfortunately for Chile, he lost Drew Brees, and his backup quarterback came in and threw seven interceptions. So <laughs> that's a rough, that's a rough, rough night. Uh, I feel his pain. Uh, Drew Brees is the, one of the premier quarterbacks in this league. Um, that's the type of guy no backup can replace adequately. Um, I, I, my firsthand experience in losing Carson Wentz, uh, as good as a backup as Nick Foles was, and had similar production in the offense, um, you just can't replace the ability to make some of those throws. And without it, your offense can be severely limited, especially against a good defense. Yep, absolutely. So the Ravens setting at 6-1 and one, um, looks to be in the driver's seat in that division. Uh, Steelers only two games behind, um, as the Bengals are three games behind. But, you know, that's uh, that Ravens – team looks to be a, a really, really good Madden team, and that defense is uh, is pretty stout. So that's uh, – if you can if you can play that kind of defense to where you can get that many interceptions in a game, you're going to win most weeks. And that's – I think that team is leading the league in, in number of interceptions. Yeah, and that's huge because – when you're able to get teams behind you and you're able to get create turnovers in the passing game, um, it's going to be very difficult for teams to come back and beat you. And as the same goes, as far as the win column, we get further in the season, they're able to extend their lead in the division far enough in the next few weeks. It could be very difficult for them to be caught as well in the standings. The Steelers do play their next game against the Browns which could potentially be a force win for them. They'd follow that with a matchup against the Ravens in week nine. So the Steelers are still very much in play here. Um, and we know that their coach, Scurvy Steve, no matter what his record, no matter what the score, he's coming out every down to try and make the best play. So yeah. I wouldn't count him yet. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Looking at the, the overall standings for each, each conference, the NFC – right now has eight teams that are four and two or better five and one all the way to four and two so right now if the season ended today two teams that only have two losses would be out of the playoffs <laughs> so that's uh that's a testament of how tough that that conference is um that's that's pretty amazing uh, if you look at and some stat. vision because uh two of those teams would be from the NFC East and the NFC South. Um, and you can see as the, as you look at the rest of the playoffs, um, that only leaves two teams really outside those divisions. Right. There's three teams from the NFC West in that top eight. 
So the AFC is not quite as as uh, as top heavy uh, from the so far from the standings. Uh, all the two lost teams and better are in the playoffs as of right now. So of course there's a lot of lot of league left to play and a lot of games that, that are going to change this. But you know this you know the snapshot view at this point in time. That's kind of where it's at, and it's early, and it's really hard to tell a whole lot from this. But you know, the the number of one and two lost teams is uh, it's pretty uh, it's it's a, it's a large number, and it, I think that this is a testament as how good uh, the competition that we have in this league with that number of, of it's at least fourteen to sixteen teams. Yeah, this far into the season, I'm, this would be less surprising if we were five six weeks in, but. Uh, again, as we're we're getting closer to the halfway point, um, that, that means there's a lot of teams playing some really good football right now. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of football left to be played. Um, that's what we mentioned. Some of these teams: the Denver Broncos, the New York Jets, Pittsburgh Steelers, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, as as close as they may be in striking distance to the division lead, um, that's a pretty crowded field. Uh, when you bring the Ravens and Colts into the mix uh, for those last two wild card spots, so every game is going to count a whole lot in the AFC going forward. Yep, absolutely. So let's let's take a look at the Week Eight schedule um, and look at some of the big games we have coming up. You've already brought up one the uh, the game of the week, uh, the Redskins and the Giants. Um, man, that's going to be something else to watch right there. Uh, as an AFC East resident, I'll certainly be tuning in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I think the whole uh, the whole NFC is going to be watching that game because uh, one of those two teams is is very well could be uh, the team to beat in the playoffs. So, absolutely. Uh, How about the Green Bay Packers at the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, that's. Uh, Packers aren't looking forward to that one. <laughs> I see in, in Dominican's two back, for one, definitely freed up Aaron Donald. Uh, there was a crucial third down play. Garoppolo looked to, to have a receiver had he gotten another second or two. Um, just wasn't the case. I mean, Aaron Donald defeated multiple block attempts on that play uh, to end up getting a big sack for a big loss. Um, so, so Sue back in the fold, that's huge for that defense. Um, offensively, as we discussed, um, you're not going to be quite sure, I think, what you'll see. Um, Coach Superman's changed his game up uh, a couple times the last two, three weeks. Um, he could come back throwing the ball all over you with Goff. Um, he may think it's a little bit safer for him to run the ball. So you're going to have your work cut out for you. You're going to be kept on your toes on defense, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. It's going to be it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. He's played. Uh, he's just coming off a big win and got a lot riding a lot of momentum so it's going to be uh it's going to be a tough one it uh keeping in the division and probably putting a little pressure on superman to beat the packers as well uh the 49ers will play the cardinals as we mentioned both teams sitting at five and two um both teams got uh you know some good weapons to use and have been playing some good defense so this is going to be a game uh to tune into for sure uh, probably one of the bigger games the Cardinals have played in the league yet this season. Um, and karma is certainly going to want to come out and get back on the right side of things with a W he's going to be playing a pretty good game. I think. 
yeah. This is a rematch game for him, too, to, to pay the Cardinals back for an earlier loss. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, the Colts and the Raiders is another 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 good game. Uh, this is this is the week that we have uh, a lot of a lot of really good games. Uh, Colts and Raiders both are teams that are vying for a playoff spot and and fighting for their division, and uh, they're actually going at it right now. So. Yeah, this is going to be a big game for the Colts. Not their first of the season, and they've won them before. But, again, I, I think uh, just we had Bruce Reed on before. This is a guy who's kind of uh, takes a good approach to feeling his team out and understanding what's the best scheme. Um, I think he's well on his way to starting to figure that out. But he's going to be a hell of a test for the upstart Colts. Yeah. Then look at the Broncos and the Chiefs. That's uh... – that's another division battle. Um, or I think that uh, I think that Howie and uh, August are. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, it's going to be a good game. I don't I don't really have a prediction for that one. Uh, I don't want to, uh, but I am wanting to watch that. That's that's going to be something that'll be uh, be some good uh, material to to watch. Uh, during lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I see that as a defensive game. Um, and I think those are the games the Broncos are built to win. Um, but yeah, bottling up Tyreek Hill or Kareem Hunt for an entire game is no easy task either. So the Chiefs certainly have their advantage there, advantages there as well. All I know is that defensive line against that offensive line <laughs> That's going to if, if if Howie can avoid getting sacked uh, six times this game, I think he he you know he has it, it'll be a it'll be a win for him because uh, with the ratings between both of those uh, the offensive line versus the Broncos defensive line, it, it's not in it's not in the Chiefs' favor. So we also we have a live look in at the Raiders Colts game uh, late as the third quarter clicks down it's a four three game oakland four to three safeties <laughs> two safeties four to three in the fourth we had the colts driving at the 25 yard line Let's see if this works <laughs> you different plays but stay with the overall essence of the running game So there's a live look in at Oakland and Indianapolis, the Oakland, the Indianapolis Colts at the Oakland 25 yard line. Andrew Luck passes deflected and intercepted by Lattimore. So four, three game going into the fourth quarter Raiders ball. Wow. Four to three. That's a baseball score. (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy. We're going to have to have Bruce Reed back on and uh, tell us how he got those four points. Yeah, that's that's, (laughs) sounds like a plan. Look at the uh, another game that's uh, going on right now is the Ravens and the Panthers. Um, We get to see what the uh, the new Ravens owner is all about. So I believe this is his first broadcast. Yeah, it's his first one. So 
it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. Titanium seems to have gained some uh, momentum and is kind of turning things around after a few early losses. So, that's... uh, Yeah, I think he may have came in uh, with a little overall rust from Madden. I don't know how many hours he got in and and some of us, uh, you know, as we got into the the trial time and uh, you had the the early release. But, yeah, I think that the rust is now starting to get uh, cleaned up a little bit. I think he's starting to feel out the roster. Um, Certainly identified some weaknesses that he's hoping to improve on for next season. But uh, the team he has now, I think, is definitely built to compete even in that division. Uh, Cam Newton is just a superstar uh, capable of keeping in games other QBs can't. Um, and I, I played him. He's, he's tough on defense. I know he, he could probably use some help in that secondary. Um, it's not easy to pass the ball on him. It's not easy to run the ball on him. Um, so he's got just enough there to keep him in it. Yeah. This would well, be a big win for him to come out uh, with a winning record after this week. Um, game just started 3 uh, nothing. Carolina. Um, so we'll, yeah, I'll be curious to see how that game ends up. Well, is there anything else you want to, you want to do anything else you want to cover? I think we did a good job. We moved quick on some, but, uh, we had some good points in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I think we covered everything pretty well. I opened so many tabs, I forgot where the schedule was. Yeah, well, the only other game that could be talked about would be the Patriots and the Bills. Um, Yeah, we'll see. We got to get Juice back in the fold. Yeah, Juice needs to get back. (laughs) He's got busy at work, um, just running some bad bad timing, some of the scheduling. Um, But, yeah, man, that could be a forced win. That that could be – Juice fired up and the Bills beat the Patriots and he know, he enjoys playing in that division. I know that. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that we need that we need Juice to play. Uh that's uh that's that's always a fun game to watch between those two when they play. I mean they yeah. played so many times over the <laughs> I years. was gonna say I I remember it fondly. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well All right, man. Well that was fun. Thanks for your time. All right. See, I'm gonna uh, take on these Jaguars. All right, good luck, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez. Watch me win. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> take right, care, see. buddy. All right. Bye.